Welcome to the Trinity Galewood podcast. Here you'll find live messages recorded during our weekly services at Trinity. We are a community that desires to look, live, and love more like Jesus. We're located at 1701 North Narragansett in Chicago and meet every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Trinity Galewood podcast. All right, would you pray with me? Father, we thank you once again uh, for this day. Lord, we thank you for uh, another opportunity to hear from your word. And God, I thank you uh, that you are a God who is generous in, in your justice of how you continue to work in this place. And so, Father, I pray that as we talk about the how today, that, um, that our eyes and ears and our hearts and our hands would just be moved in ways uh, that maybe look different. And uh, Father, I pray that your spirit would guide and lead us in this journey. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, A couple of months ago, I noticed that on Sunday afternoons, there is professional bull riding. Has anybody ever watched this before on television? Uh, Sunday afternoon, CBS, you can watch it. Um, It's known as the most uh, dangerous eight seconds in sports. Because a person is mounted on top of a bull as, they, as that bull is caged in, and then they release the bull and they try to stay on that ca- or st- stay on that bull for eight seconds, while the bull just tries to throw off the human being that is on top of them. It is incredibly dangerous. They wear all kinds of equipment, um, including a helmet, a a chest protector, and and they have to hold on by one hand and try to hold on for eight seconds. If you achieve that eight seconds, you receive a perfect score, and then you just run away from the bull as you get flung off of the bull. And so the McGinley family on a Sunday afternoon was watching this, and were so entertained by by it. Uh, because what was so fascinating is that there was uh, rider after rider after rider, and they brought in bull after bull after bull, and every single time, each rider was nowhere close to getting to eight seconds, lasting maybe two to four seconds where they would just get thrown off of the bull. But then came in this guy, somebody different. Do you notice the difference with this guy compared to the other riders? If you're looking carefully, you'll notice that he is not wearing a helmet, but is wearing a cowboy hat. And so my kids picked up on this right away. They were like, whoa, how, what, what's going on here? Everybody else up until this point has been wearing a helmet with a face mask, as you can see right here. But this guy shows up with a cowboy hat on and no mask and they let him get on the bull and so he was mounted on like a normal rider would be and they released him and that bull went crazy as it did with all the other riders and he got thrown back and he was whipped forward and in the process of being whipped forward his head went smack right on the top of the bull's head knocked him out unconscious and he was literally like, looked like a rag doll holding on to the bull as it knocked him off. Uh, in fact, I found a picture of it here on the internet uh, right here. No, I'm not going to show you that photo, all right, of his face. 
His nose looked like the state of California. It was nasty. And, and in fact, uh, they went to commercial break, and, and he was fine. He's still alive and everything like that. But, but it got me thinking, and I was really curious. Like, why in the world was this guy riding a bull, number one, Secondly, why was he allowed to ride a bull without a helmet on? Well, according to Wikipedia in 2013, there was a rule that was made in professional bull riding that you had to wear helmets for this very reason, unless you were born on or after October 15, 1994. What was interesting is that this rule had been grandfathered in that, that if you were born on that date or after that date, you were okay to not have to wear a helmet. Now, you're asking why in the world are we talking about this and what does this have to do with Jesus or generous justice or anything that is happening here today? I, I want to get this point across. That, that riding a bull... <laughs> is a dangerous activity, whether you're wearing a helmet or not. But riding a bull while not wearing a helmet is, as somebody just said, really dumb and not smart. It's not the right mindset that is needed. Today, we're going to finish up this series called Generous Justice, and we're going to talk about uh, this final point here of the how. How do we do justice in this world with a right mindset? And to remind you where we've been so far, we've been looking at the words of Micah. Uh, Micah's a prophet in the Old Testament that gets this vision from God that in Micah chapter 4, he explains that, that God's going to do this incredible thing in this world, that he is going to repair and restore everything back to how it's supposed to be. And, and then we read in Micah chapter 6 that, that we start to get this idea of that we're called to do justice. And biblical justice, as we've been talking about, is, is retributive in the fact that it calls out wrong according to God's word, but it's also reparative. It's not just calling out, but it's repairing it back to how it's supposed to be. We talked about as well that generosity and justice, how the, the doing of justice should be with generosity in three areas of relief and development and reform. And last week we talked about how our motivation for this justice comes from the covenantal love, the kessid of God and how he has acted in this world. And these words all come from Micah chapter 6, verse 8. It's a beautiful verse. He says this, He has told you, O man, that's general, O man and O woman, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. And today, that's what we'll be focusing on, this statement of what does it mean to walk humbly with your God? This is the how of doing justice. This is what Micah is teaching us here. And, and to jump into this, I want to look at that verse that we were looking at in Matthew chapter 6, these words of Jesus that are so beautiful and challenging for us. He says this in Matthew 6, verses 1 through 2. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. 
for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. At first glance, you're like, I thought we were talking about justice. Where is justice in this passage? Well, that word righteousness is actually, could be that word justice. Biblical justice, again, is calling out the wrong and, and pointing to the right, the right according to God's word. And so what we're getting here is Jesus is saying that as you are practicing righteousness, as you are doing justice in this world, He's saying this. He continues to say that, that the people during that time are doing it to just be seen by others. They're doing right things. They're doing just acts, not for the purpose of what God has called, but for the purpose of being seen and praised by other people. And so what Jesus is getting at here is he's not frustrated by what they are doing, but he is certainly frustrated by how they are doing it. Their motivation, the reason, the how that they are doing it is just to be seen and known by other people. This is challenging for us today. Obviously, before the days of Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and all of these things where we have that temptation of how can we just have more people like us or see that I am doing good. Jesus here is acknowledging that even before those media platforms, we have a tendency to just look to ourselves, to do good for other people, to be seen as good by other people. And so what Jesus is getting at here is what is your footing, what is your grounding for doing justice and righteousness? One person said it like this. They said um, that doing justice or right in this world is, is like hanging from a mountain, hanging from a cliff, and that, that in doing it, it is dangerous and challenging I mean, let's face it, sometimes doing the right thing is not the easy thing to do. Sometimes doing the just thing is challenging and hard. Sometimes doing the right or just thing will, will gain approval of some, but disapproval of others. And what Jesus is getting at here is he's saying that this is challenging. So what is your footing? What is the how? What is the reason for why you do justice? If it is for approval of other people, if it is to be loved more and thinking that you're really just becoming a better person by serving someone else, if it's just to be seen by others, we have to be cautious. But instead, what this author was saying is that doing justice is having grounding biblically by, by what God has shown and done for us. That our faith is the grounding for why we do justice. Our faith is that boarding that we have. The reason for why we engage in difficult things the reason that we are challenged, the reason that we don't just go with the status quo, the reason that we call out the wrong, 
The reason that we see the person that's in front of us instead of just a project. C.S. Lewis said it this way beautifully. He said that true humility is not thinking less of yourself, but it is thinking of yourself less. What he's saying is that humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of oneself less, thinking of the other person, not just thinking about you even in your serving and in your doing righteousness and justice in this world. And again, back to Jesus' words in verse 2 of chapter 6, he says, thus, when you give to the needy, it's not an if, but when you give to those who are in need, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by God. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. These words are convicting from our Lord, from Jesus. The, the how in how we do justice in this world is one that sees the person, that walks in humility, that doesn't walk out of pride or arrogance. And see, to go back to Micah 6, 8, this is what Micah is saying here. He's saying, do justice and love kindness and walk humbly with your God. Notice here that he is not saying uh, over God or under God, but instead it's an invitation from our God to walk with him. That as we go into this world, as we do justice, as we do right things, we are walking with our God in the process. Beautifully said by Paul here in Philippians 2, verses 4 through 7, talking about Jesus, it was this. He writes, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not account, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself. By taking the form of a servant, by being born in the likeness of man. See, all we have to do is look to our God, look to Jesus to be reminded that we have a God who has done justice. We have a God who has done righteousness in this world. We have a God who emptied himself, lowered himself to our level, walked with us. He walked with us not for the purpose of showing how great he is alone, but to invite us in and this justice journey of righteousness that is calling out wrong but repairing God's kingdom back into this world. And that's exactly what he did that night in Calvary when he died but on Easter Sunday rose again from the dead. That we have a God who has brought justice into this world and invites us in as well to this, to have this mind among us as well, to walk humbly as we act in this world. So back to professional bull riding. 
and our cowboy hat wearing bull rider. I want to advocate here simply this, that, that in a world that is fascinated right now and admiring this whole concept of justice, it is important for us to be fighting for justice for all. But, but may we know that, that doing justice and doing righteousness in our world can be very dangerous. It is challenging. And it will not come with the approval of all people. But I implore, I plead with you here today that you would do justice but not like this guy, not without the proper equipment, but having this mind among you that the how and how you do that is out of humility, but is because of our God and what he has done for us, that your motivation, the how and the what in what you are doing in this world, it comes out of faith in what God has done for us. Let me remind you that our God is generous in his justice, that in his future plan, he promises, especially in Micah chapter four and in the book of Isaiah, he says that his future plan is that he is going to take what was used as weapons of destruction and turn them into tools for human flourishing. That we have a God who is going to call out all wrong. There will be judgment that comes, but we have a God who is going to repair everything back to how it's supposed to be. And we have a God who calls us to do justice, to with, with loving kindness, and to walk humbly as we go with him. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for, for your grace, your mercy the justice that you have worked and are working in this world. And so, Lord, I know that that has led you to taking on flesh, to coming here in this world. And yet, Lord, it also is an invitation to be freed from condemnation, yet also freed to go and serve and to walk humbly with you. And so, Lord, uh, we know that that journey is dangerous. We know that that journey will come with challenge. And I pray, God, that our footing would be grounded in trust and belief in you and how you are acting. May your spirit continue to guide and lead us in this journey. In Jesus' name, amen.